Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 38. Talking on uh, discipleship. Discipleship goes something like this. Have them watch. Have them do it with you. Have them do it by themselves. Give them some feedback. And then turn them loose. Does that sound like any of the training that you've ever had along the way? Most of us, okay, in the vocation, whether it's a mechanic, okay, whether it's teaching, whether it's nursing or whatever, this is the way we learn. This is the way that we are insured we know what we're doing. Father, we just ask you to be with us today. As we open your word and we talk about discipleship. Father, you command us to do this. So, Father... Let the words that I speak be yours. Guide and watch over us. Open our hearts to what you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We are given a command in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, and it says, Therefore go, and what? Make disciples. Go and make disciples. Now, look. We don't save them. Making a disciple, okay, is after the fact of them accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Our job is to train them. But before, before we can train them, we need to train ourselves, do we not? We need to understand. Uh, Mark 8, verse 34. Then the crowd, then um, they called the crowd to him, and along with his disciples, and he said this. Whoever wants to be my disciple must, must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. What's the cost? What is the cost in following Jesus Christ? The answer is everything. Everything. We talked a little bit about that this morning in Sunday school. Well, what's the mission? Our mission is is to tell the world 
about Jesus as we we're going at work, at play, at home, everywhere we go. And the effort that we're supposed to put forth is what? It's all day, every day. There's not a moment in your life where you're not supposed to represent our Lord Jesus Christ. Through the good times, through the bad times, through the difficult times, through the easy times. We are to be representatives or another word we can use, we are to be ambassadors for Christ. Now let's take a look at the cost. What's it going to cost me? We mentioned that. Verse 34 again. I don't know if uh, if I heard along the way or whatever, but it during my Navy days, if you uh, were around me for any length of time, you would hear me say this over and over again. If you want to be the best, you've got to be willing to pay the price. What's that mean? What's that mean? It means just that. If we want to be the best for our Lord Jesus Christ... We need to be willing to pay the price. It means everything must take second place. Everything. Our relationships, my job, my friends, even my family. God is to be number one. Now, I don't know how she's done this all these years, okay? And she's told me over and over again, Dan, I must be number two. What was Mary telling me? God first. God first. our mission what is our mission put your finger there and, and mark we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it but go over to Luke Luke chapter 24 Luke 24, verses 46 through 48. And he told them this. And he told them, this is what is written. The Messiah must suffer 
and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and a forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. Does that sound familiar? You are witnesses of these things. Folks, I hope each and every one of you have a personal testimony. It's got to be yours. How you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Each of us are going to have a different testimony. Each of us have come to Christ in a different way. Don't try to steal somebody else's testimony. We've seen it over the years, time and time again. Okay? Somebody just parroting the words, if you will, of someone else, or taking a testimony and just basically taking that person's name out and putting their own in. Folks, that's not what we're talking about. Don't steal somebody else's testimony. You have a testimony of your own. Well, it's not as great as that. You've got a testimony of your own. The hardest people to win and to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ is church people. Those that have been here forever. Why? Because they know the game. They know what words to say. And like a Pharisee, they think they've got it covered. But we're given a task of telling the world about Jesus in your own way, in your own words. And then making disciples. Sounds like a lot of work to me. Would you agree? Not your head, yes, class. <laughs> it is work. It's hard work. Now let's talk about let's, let's talk about the effort. Right, let's talk about the effort. Mark 35, chapter 8, verse 35 says, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and the gospel will save it. I'm dating myself now. Okay, in the movie, 12 O'Clock High, okay, it... it uh, the movie is, is demonstrated um, and it's talking about the B-17 outfit from the 8th Air Force during World War II. Um, they took horrendous losses. Okay? 
They were tasked with the, with the daytime bombing. Took horrendous losses. But their motto or their call to arms was maximum effort. Maximum effort. If everyone gave maximum effort, then the mission would be successful. Is it any different with us? Is it any different with us? We're called to give maximum effort in everything we do for Christ. Why? Because our mission depends on it. We're called, no, we're not called. We're, we're commanded to live our lives in such a way that we draw attention to Christ. What does John 3.30 say? Those of you who have been reading um, <clears throat> those of you who have been reading in Project 36 says What does that mean? It's not about me. Excellent. How many of us know it here? But how many of us know it here? It's not about us. It's never been about us. It can't be about us. Now let's talk of some logistical things here. And by logistical things, we're talking about supplies. We're talking about manpower. We're talking about planning. Okay? The supplies is how well do you know God's Word? The personnel or, or the people, okay, We're demonstrating a little bit of that with the Todd Becker training, are we not? Okay. It's not. We're not haphazardly thrown in the mix. And planning, there's preparation, there's training, there's practice. And we're going to be doing some of that tonight. But I've tried to break this down into a couple things here. Let's talk about knowledge of self. Have a real testimony. And we go back there again. It's a personal thing. What is your personal testimony? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Which in turn... Gives you access to God the Father. So here's some, some suggestions, if you will. Who is Jesus to me? Who is he? 
Do you personally believe in heaven and hell? Because if you don't, you got a problem. Do you know that uh, Scripture talks more about hell than heaven? Did you know that? And you have to determine, okay, if you died today, where would you spend eternity? One of those two places. Which one's it going to be? You determine that within yourself. If there's a question there, okay, hey, come see me after the service. We'll gladly settle that issue. But you must know this if we're going to fulfill the mission. If we're going to make disciples. Turn over to 1 Peter 3.15. 1 Peter in your hearts revere Christ as Lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give reason for your hope but do it in gentleness and respect Now the next one talks about let's not be something that we're not. Let's not be something that we're not. Okay? There's folks in, sitting here right now okay, that probably know the scriptures better than I do. That, that doesn't, make them, doesn't make me less. doesn't make me more than. or okay? we, we just have different roles in the kingdom. But don't be something you're not. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. But you need to know where and what and be able to show others. This is why uh, the training that we have together on Sunday nights is so beneficial. We, we can learn from one another. Power on. A, a, and we have. It, it, it challenges us to develop our own style of presenting the gospel. Here's a challenge for you. Okay. I, I kind of demonstrated it at the block party. I don't know if you noticed it. I don't know if anybody really timed me or not. Okay, But try to develop a three-minute testimony. What was your life before Christ? Okay, As you come to Christ, and what it is now. 
spend about a minute on, on each of those things. You don't have to have a long, drawn-out thing. Okay. Develop your own three-minute testimony. And for those, those of you that are really, uh, I don't know, where it comes to mind, I don't want to use it for the pulpit, but um, for those of you that are really sticklers about this thing, okay, time yourself. Time yourself. Now, if you go over, you know, a little bit, short and sweet to the point, Remember the, uh, the happy faces? They used to come around all the time. You got a happy face here or whatever. I had one on my, on my study door there at North Hill for, for a long time. And it was basically, you got this old nasty looking sour face. <laughs> my life before Jesus. And then you had this real happy, smiling face or whatever, my life after Jesus. Short, sweet to the point. Second Timothy. Chapter 3. You know where I'm going. Second Timothy, chapter 3. Verses 16 and 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for what? For teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It's not rocket science. Use your Bible. Know what you know. Spend time developing that testimony. And last, and certainly not least, be intentional. Ask God for opportunities to share your testimony. Every time I've asked God for an opportunity to share my testimony, He gives me one. Every time. Now, do I always ask? No. That's on me. Should I? Absolutely. Ephesians 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 16. says this. Pay careful attention then 
to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise. Making the most, making the most of the time. Because why? Because the days are evil. Paul wrote this back then. What was going on in his day? Same thing is going on in our day. Why should we do this? Well, we're supposed to redeem the time. Making our days count. Let me throw one scripture here to you. Second Peter. Chapter 3. Verse 9. The Lord's not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, with me, not wanting anyone to perish, but to everyone to come to repentance. We serve a God who presents his salvation through his Son, Jesus Christ. It's free for everyone. Free for everyone. But we are given the task as followers of Christ to present that message. How are they going to hear unless somebody tells them? They're not. They're not. Part of the discipleship is knowing who and what you are in Christ. Part of that discipleship is developing the three-minute testimony. Part of the discipleship is learning more and more. How many different ways are there to present the gospel? many. There's not one set particular way. Now we're going to learn some that it's easy on Sunday nights. That's part of what we're going to do. Okay, Learn to present the gospel. 
But if you're comfortable presenting a sub, something different or whatever, do it. But the challenge this morning is, look, we are, we are told to make disciples. We don't save them. Okay. God catches them. Okay. And basically, what are we doing? We're cleaning the fish, are we not? Let's pray.